Yeah. <laughs> 
After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Avinu Malkeinu, Shema Koileinu, Shema Koileinu. Chuvus Virachem, Virachem Aleinu, Virachem Aleinu. Avinu Malkeinu, Shema Koileinu, Shema Koileinu. Verachem Aleinu, Verachem Aleinu. Avinu, Malkeinu, Chaneinu, Vaneinu, Kiyem Banu Maasim. Aseim Anu, Tzedakah Bachesed,
JM and the AM Thursday morning on this day 47 in the County of the Omer. It's the first of the Shlosha Simei Hagbala. Welcome to a Thursday. Shalshelis with Avinu. You heard Aryeh Kunstler's Micha Mocha. Simcha Leiner with Mivan Siach and Marakade. Bowie Kahlo is done by Micha Gammerman and Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. 57 degrees outside. The rain continues in the New York City area. High today, 68. Clouds tonight, low 59. And tomorrow, cloudy skies with a high of 62. Yerushalayim is at 86. We are at uh, 57 degrees with rain here in New York on a Thursday morning broadcast. Welcome to a Thursday. Always a big day for us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. How was I spending the last few minutes watching a uh, YouTube video from yesterday from um, somewhere on a British campus where um, members of the Jewish community, quote-unquote, yarmulkes and all, that may have been just a prop, though, uh, gathered to say Kaddish for the victims of uh, Israeli aggression, for those Hamas operatives that were murdered, uh, as the way, the way they put it, were murdered by the Israelis. So we've got a long way to go, a long way to go in this sometimes hard-to-believe world of ours. Um, 6.30 in the morning, it's JM in the AM as we continue. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uri Davidi is next. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network.
J.M. in the A.M., Master of the World, done by Moshe Hecht. Before that, Ohad with Mashkimim, Matovu was uh, Am Kadosh and Shalshelis Jr. You heard Yehuda Green with Ma'ashiv, Uri Davidi off of Halavai with Manora, and from uh, Shalshelis, you heard Avinu in there as well. Thursday morning, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. 
around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. We've got Galit Sal in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Um, oh, there was something I wanted to mention. Day 47 in the counting of the Omer. That's day 47, six weeks, five days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. And... Um, I want to wish a mazel tov to Dina and Rabbi Benjamin Chaifetz. Moshe is the name of their newborn. Briss was, was yesterday to the extended Siegel and Chaifetz families. We say mazel tov from all of us here at the JM and the AM. That's for sure. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam Nam. Galitzal Ashashtain, Kan Ofek Albert in Mashikorechshav. Historia be Meshika Hashmal, Beod Misparda Kot, Tsfuale Hatem Ha Reforma in Hevata Hashmal, Aliadanu Lemala Mishne Asurim be Misredea Memshalashonim. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. במסגרת הרפורמה המסתמנת יוצא מנעל מערכת משק החשמל מחברת החשמל ותוקם לשם כך חברה עצמאית. בנוסף, כחצי מתחנות הכוח אשר מוחזקות היום בידי החברה יועברו ליצרנים הפרטיים שמוכרים את החשמל במחיר זול יותר. בנוסף, עובדים רבים יאלצו לפרוש בפרישה מוקדמת, מה שיחסוך כסף רב לחברה. טורקיה מסלימה את האטון נגד ישראל וקוראת לחקור את הרג הפלסטינים בגבול הזה. שר החוץ הטורקיים בבלות צ'אבושלו אמר על בית הדין הבינלאומי בהאג להיכנס לתמונה. צריך לקחת את העניין הזה להאג ואנחנו נבחן את כל הצעדים החוקיים בנושא. זהו פשע נגד האנושות שיש לחקור, כך שר החוץ הטורקי. נשיא המדינה ריבלין תוקף את נשיא טורקיה ארדואן ואומר בסיור בעוטף עזה, התנהגותו לא מתקבלת על הדעת. הנשיא הטורקי ולא בפעם הראשונה עבר את כל הגבולות המותרים בין מדינות שהן מדינות ידידותיות ושיתוף הפעולה בינינו לבין טורקיה הוא בענפים רבים שיתוף פעולה מאוד עמוק. אני חושב שהתנהלותו של ארדואן כמגן אנשים אשר בשם האסלאם בהרס ישראל הוא דבר חמור ביותר. נשיא צרפת עמנואל מקרו אומר כי יש לאפשר לחברות אירופיות לסחור עם איראן חרף העיצומים החדשים שהטילה עליה ארצות הברית. ישנה אחדות חזקה בין צרפת, גרמניה ובריטניה במטרה לשמור על האסטרטגיה הכלכלית של אירופה מול איראן, כך ראש הממשלה הצרפתי מקרו. צוותי כיבוי והצלה רבים פועלים בשעה זו לכיבוי שרפה גדולה שפרצה בשמורת נחל הבשור בנגב. למקום הוקפצו ארבעה מטוסי כיבוי לסיוע, ועד כה לא הושגה שליטה על הלהבות. מסיבות להתלקחות בחקירה, ידיעה שהעביר כתבנו רמי שני. משרד הבריאות מזהיר, בחג השבועות צפוי גל חום קיצוני. כתבתנו עמית חדד. גל החום הצפוי בימים הקרובים יגיע לשיאו בימים שישי ושבת, והטמפרטורות יגיעו לעד 40 מעלות צלזיוס ברחבי הארץ. משרד הבריאות ממליץ להיערך בהתאם, לשהות במקום ממוזג בשעות החום, לצמצם את הפעילות הגופנית, להרבות בשתיית מים ולהקפיד על חבישת כובע עם חשיפה לשמש. ג'יאן לואיג'י בופון, שורה אגדי של קבוצת יובנטוס ב-20 השנה האחרונות, הודיעה על עזיבת הקבוצה. 
עורך חדשות הספורט, עידן קבלר. השוער האגדי הודיע על עזיבת הקבוצה, אך לא על פרישה קליל מכדורגל. הוא אומר שההצעות שהגיעו אליו בשבוע האחרון, כמו למשל מליברפול האנגלית, גרמו לו לשקול אותן, ובתקופה הקרובה יכריע אם להמשיך והיכן, או לפרוש מכדורגל לחלוטין. ותחזית מזג האוויר שרבי ברוב חלקי הארץ, ומחר דומה. אלה החדשות שעורכת גל ויצנר. ברחמה, עיר שש, 
צוחקת, אך מדוע? בצער יום השם.
JM in the AM, Thursday morning on day 47 in the counting of the Omer. That's uh, six weeks and five days. You forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Tomorrow night, believe it or not, three days in a row of Shabbos and Yontif. Yeah, we're, we're being very careful not to call it a three-day Yontif. <laughs> three days in a row of a Shabbos and Yontif. But tomorrow night starts Shabbos. Saturday night begins the holiday of Shavuos, and outside of Israel, Sunday night will begin the second day of Shavuos. That's how it works. Um, at tomorrow, Friday, uh, Malcolm Honline will join us. We have a weekly update tomorrow morning at 7.40, or by Uden, of course, with words about Parshas Bamidbar and the uh, upcoming holiday. It's all happening tomorrow. Uh, before Sheves Haverim, you heard Avremo, Avram Fried with Maslul Mechadash. Zusha had the Mashiach selection, and Yaakov Shweki with that great medley off of Live in Israel, volume number two. Um, do I have it? Let me just see if I have the information here. Um, you know, the OHEL OXC is going on next week. It's a week from uh, Sunday, right? I just want to make sure I have it correct. A week from Sunday, the OHEL OXC, the uh, OHEL Extreme Challenge, is uh, going to begin and end. It's one day. And it's a really cool, I mean, we, we've discussed this so many times uh, on the air. And uh, it is such a cool and amazing event with a lot of great people involved, a lot of wonderful teams so the fourth annual uh, Camp Cayley OHEL OXC Classic is Sunday, May 27th. Yeah, I'm right. It's Sunday of uh, Memorial Day weekend up in Wurtsboro on the campus of Camp Cayley. And they're looking to get over the final hurdle. If they reach 500 participants, an anonymous family foundation will donate $100,000. So those of you who've been on the fence, those of you who've been questioning, those of you who've been thinking about participating in the OHEL OXC, and I know there are a lot, it's hard for me to believe sometimes, but I do know there are a lot of people in our community who have been thinking about it, who have been considering it, etc. If they get to 500 participants, which is not crazy, it's not out of reach, they will receive an extra $100,000. So you know what you got to do if you've, been, uh, if you've been considering, thinking, wondering, dreaming about being part of the OL Extreme Challenge, uh, sign up. Sign up your team, your family, your friends, your coworkers. Register at ohloxc.org, ohloxc.org. Uh, proceeds, of course, benefit the children and families of OHEL and Camp Cayley. And it's really a great event. So here's your chance. I'm telling you. If you waited till now, almost the last minute, here is your chance to not only join the OHEL OXC, but to make a difference as well. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app, the um, NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone. Uh, we love the fact that you get to comment on the, on the home page, home screen of the app. I uh, want to thank everybody who's been checking in. Uh, listener Yitzhak, Trucker Yitz, who's in the Catskills. He says it's raining. He went from needing air conditioning to turning the heat back on. Yeah, that, that about sounds right. Listener Eric is out there. Thank you. Listener Devora in Israel says, Last night I went to see a documentary, Heading Home, a movie about the Israel's uh, about Israel's team's 
quest to qualify and win the World Baseball Classic in 2017. It covered the whole process, how they found Jewish MLB players that don't have Jewish-sounding last names, as well as how those players had to research their family roots, finding two boats and pictures of grandparents' graves. It covered their terrific run for the win and the excitement and surprise of the world and the team's experiences while visiting Israel, most of them for the first time in their lives. An enjoyable documentary, though I would caution listeners regarding some expletives from the baseball players and a bar and beach scene. Uh, I am intrigued about this documentary heading home, and now that listener Devora is is mildly to seriously recommending it. I understand the reservations. Um, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to see if I could uh, if I can um, actually view it at some point. Seems uh, seems pretty cool. And you may recall that we were very very into Team Israel when they were here and playing in Brooklyn and winning those games. It was really amazing what they did in the World Baseball Classic uh, back in 2017. I think the next one's in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. So thank you, listener Devorah, for that. Anybody with comments about anything, go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, as I like to say. Comment away. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echonishmas Harav Zebin, Rebbe and Lezechonishmas Esther Basar, Rebbe Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says, Ein ha'olam iskayim. The world does not exist. piv. Except for the person that quiets himself. Bishas meriva. At the time of an argument. We do read in Be'ah that the young man who's a tzorba mirabonon and his friend says something to him, he shouldn't answer more than his friend told him. From this we can understand that even if a person has something to answer back at the time of machlokas, at the time of an argument, he shouldn't. The Merome Asada explains that what does it mean that the sun goes out in its strength? The sun hears its shame by the fact that there are those who bow down to it. It is an embarrassment that the sun doesn't even want to come out, but still it does come out in order to do the will of its creator. The heavenly bodies are likened to the royal servant. They're entrusted with an important mission, and no matter what, they do their shlichus. The Todos Adam says that it's just like the sun remained silent when the moon argued the sun became the greater light. The Sefer HaChinuch says that it is permissible to answer someone who starts up with us, especially if the person will cause damage. However, there are certain people who, according to their own nature, will not allow themselves to act in that way. They're afraid that maybe they will get angry. The Baba Varov says that when the morning of Mashiach will shine, the sun will shine in great koach, with great strength. Like it says, the light of the sun will be seven times as strong. It is because of this that we are careful, that we are mochel each other, we forgive each other immediately. Reb Nachman of Breslov says that busha, this type of amida, comes from a person always being besimcha at other people's tzoros. If an individual does not rejoice when someone else has it difficult. In that zechus, they will not be ashamed. A person should imagine in front of their eyes the letters of Amuna, 
and they will not be embarrassed. Reb Nachman says that they should also provide clothing for Aniyim. The third thing he says is, is an individual should check the tefillin, because tefillin are the pe'er, the glory of Klal Yisrael. If there is a pegam in the tefillin, there is something invalidating, so too is there shame and busha for the individual. The Sefer Haskulo says that there is no skula in truth not to become embarrassed, because when one is shamed, especially in public, there is no greater schus, there is no greater merit, they are forgiven, all of their sins have been atoned for. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
J.M. in the A.M. with Milach Cohen and V.R. Hafta. Thursday morning. Hello, everybody. How are you? Today is a, uh, a Thursday at the Nachum Single Network. You know what that means. It means we've got lots going on. whole bunch of things happening. Coming up at 9 a.m., Unlocking Greatness. Um, unlocking Greatness with the Charlie Harari. An in-depth look at the topic of creativity. That's Charlie's topic. Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder with the latest political news on spin class beginning at 9.30. Allison Joseph with press Professor Avi Helfan, advisor for the BDA, discussing how women are serving as witnesses in Bate Dinim. That's Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Joseph starting at 10 a.m. Again, Professor Avi Helfan. Advisor to the Bezdin of America discussing how women are serving as witnesses in Bate Dinim. At 10.30, that's life. Miriam Alwalek will be joined by Lipa. Lipa Schmelzer recently graduated from Columbia University. Miriam Alwalek puts on her academic hat and speaks with Lipa about that experience starting at 10.30 on That's Life. Live lunch Thursday. Who knows what may happen? You know what happened last Thursday when Yoni Pollock was grilled about sports questions and a lot of people won some great prizes. Uh, throwback Thursday at 1 p.m. JM Rewind Encore at 4 p.m. The Erev Shabbos Show tonight with Mark Zamek featuring great Jewish music is presented by Kedem. And uh, I thank the Kedem Wine Corporation, Royal Wine, for their incredible dedication to us. They really are dedicated to us. Thank you especially when it comes to uh, Erev Shabbos. When it comes to Erev Shabbos, they are, they are doubly dedicated to us. We thank them very much. So the Erev Shabbos show and the Erev Shabbos music mix tomorrow, both uh, brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Well, the fourth annual Ohel OXC is uh, Sunday, May 27th. And those of you who have considered, who have been thinking about it, have been saying to yourselves, you know what? I think I may go for it. I may. I think this may be the year for me to be part 
of the OHEL OXC. Well, guess what? It's Sunday, May 27th, and if you join now, you'll be helping OHEL get closer and closer to an amazing goal. When they reach 500 participants, when OHEL reaches 500 participants in this OHEL OXC on the 27th of May, an anonymous family donation is going to be giving them $100,000. Sign up your family, friends, coworkers. Register now for the OHEL Extreme Challenge Classic, OHELOXC.org, OHELOXC.org. And get ready for an amazing day up at Camp Cayley. Yeah, it does seem like an amazing day, I must say. I don't think I could join this year. Um, yeah, conflict. I have a scheduling conflict. <laughs> OLOXC is not really made for me, but there are a lot of people in this audience uh, that get very excited about it. So get to the website and join, OLOXC.org. Uh, let's see what we have here. Congregation Shomri Amuna invites you to the uh, commemoration of the Rov's 25th yard site. Wednesday, May 23rd, this coming Wednesday, at Shomri Amuna on Yuganot Avenue in Englewood, New Jersey. Rabbi Herschel Schachter and Rabbi Menachem Ganak will be the featured speakers. Information, you can contact the OU and the Congregation Shomri Amuna in Englewood, New Jersey. What else do we have here? The Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills invites everyone to their annual Dr. Simon Lapota Shavuos Forum. It's Monday, May 21st, following Mincha at 7 p.m. Uh, that's Monday. That's the second day of Yontif. The Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills, they have a Shavuos Forum on the second day of Yontif after Mincha at 7 p.m. The discussion, the forum, is on the following topic. Yeshivos refusing secular education, the legal and social implication. Daniel Rosenthal, New York State Assembly, will speak. Debbie Spiro, who's a guide at Yad Vashem and a longtime Israeli resident, will speak about the impact in Israel. An overview will be given by Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld, Marad Asher of Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills, and the moderators are by Stu Verstendig. It's all happening the second day on Tif Monday, following Mincha at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills, a very interesting Shavuos forum. You have to say the least, that is interesting. J.M. in the A.M. Thursday on this day 47 in the counting of the Omer. Thanks for joining us here at the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
He'll be the guest of Miriam L. Wallach today, starting at 10.30 on That's Life. He's Lipa, just graduated Columbia University. Maybe he'll even mention uh, the Levy family. He was with the Levy family last night celebrating the big simcha. Um, and uh, today he'll be uh, visiting by telephone with Miriam L. Wallach during That's Life, starting at 10.30 this morning here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Um... That is Lipa here at JM in the AM. No Dela Shimcha, the name of that one. Uh, before that, you heard, uh, let's see, before that, Mordechai Shapiro's Machar. JM in the AM at the seven minutes before eight o'clock on this Thursday morning broadcast, day 47 in the counting of the Omer. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honline, executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, will join us tomorrow, starting at the 7.40 Eastern time. Um, our fjbunity.org website is active, and we've got a big, big, big couple of days coming up just about a week from now, and we ask everybody to be as generous as possible and keep us going on this listener-sponsored digital radio uh, venue. Uh, those of you who are uh, familiar with how this works, 
All we ask is that you do what you've normally done. Go to fjbunity.org, which is something you could do today if you wish, and make as generous a donation as possible, fjbunity.org. Those of you who have already received or will shortly receive a letter in the mail, please, if you prefer to uh, to support us that way, please get that back to us as soon as you can with a generous donation, and we thank you. And we'll speak more and more about this after Shavuos as we build up to one of our big fundraising days here at uh, JMAM and the Nachum Siegel Network. And we ask everybody to be as generous as possible in keeping us going with all this amazing programming and guests and spirit and it is incredible to us how this has become exactly what I dreamed of, a gathering place every single day for the Jewish world. And to have this dream realized is amazing. It's only possible because of your generous support. So we ask everybody to uh, dig deep and help us out. Again, uh, fjbunity.org, or of course you can um, send back the envelope you get in the mail. And if you need to speak to us about anything at any point, our office is open starting at 9 a.m. at 212-529-4620. Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM. Shahim Kolkakashim, Mahie, Odio Mochana Abalani Mechayek, Lodo Eglahemshek, Yeshli, Yeshli, Emuna
אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם, הכוח של כולם שומע את קולי, את קולי. אני מוריד בניסים, אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם, הכוח של כולם ישלח לי J.M. in the A.M. That's from Shal Shellis to wrap up hour number two on 
This Thursday morning. Before that, you heard Ma Min done by Yaakov Shweki. Lipa, who's Miriam Wallach's guest, he just graduated Columbia, and he's uh, her guest at 10.30 this morning on That's Life right here at the uh, Nahum Siegel Network. This song was called No Dela Shimcha. Two minutes after 8 o'clock, it is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the Nahum Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Uh, Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President at the OU, the Orthodox Union, is with us live via telephone. He was there uh, in Yerushalayim this past Monday, Yom Embassy Sameach Day. And uh, we'll start with that, and then I'll get back to um, uh, asking Alan about a couple of other massive events that happened recently, including City Field and the NCSY Leadership Shabbaton that I had the absolute pleasure of being part of or attending, I should say. Not that I was actually part of it, but I attended and was mesmerized by how incredible an event that was. So we'll get to everything hopefully this morning. Executive Vice President at the Orthodox Union, Alan Fagan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, uh, Nachum. Great to be with you. I appreciate that. On Monday, we were wishing everybody a Yom Embassy Sameach. You, of course, were there on the spot. Tell us what it was like to be uh, a witness from just a few feet away uh, of modern Jewish history. Uh, this really was a, uh, a miraculous moment uh, in uh, in uh, Jewish history. Uh, it was an incredible moment at the embassy. Uh, we also had a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, reception earlier that morning uh, for several hundred people. Uh, uh, people uh, in Yerushalayim to celebrate uh, the event and, and to celebrate the culmination of, of, of decades of efforts by so many uh, to make that event possible. Really amazing. The program was incredible. The spirit must have been amazing. And in general, I'm assuming you were in Yerushalayim the day before as well when Yom Yerushalayim was front and center and there was plenty of celebrating going on in the Holy City. Uh, there was. I arrived uh, just at the tail end of uh, uh, the Yom Yerushalayim uh, ceremonies, but the the spirit in the city uh, was was palpable. Uh, Alan, as you know, I mean the OU is such an amazing uh, umbrella group of so many synagogues across this country, uh, and and you know how important Israel is to us, and how we would wish that every congregation and its rabbinic leaders would concentrate on the topic of Israel as much as possible. Do do you think? We are making progress in this area. Do you think that as you visit synagogues and hear from them around the United States that Israel continues to be uh, a growing topic and one that uh, continuously is in the hearts and minds of the average person in our community nationwide? I, I, I think it probably depends, Nachum, on how you uh, define our community. Uh, certainly within the OU community, the topic of Israel, its security, its safety, its well-being, its development, uh, has been a constant uh, for as far back as, uh, as, as I can remember. Uh, uh, I think that has always been the case. I think it remains the case. It will always be the case. Uh, Israel is part of the fabric of our community, the soul of our people. Uh, when when we say three times a day, uh, we, we mean that, and we mean it in very, very concrete and tangible ways. 
Alan Fagan's with us, Executive Vice President of the OU. He was there on Monday at the uh, embassy celebration in Jerusalem. Did any specific encounter, any specific person you met, uh, any moment during the ceremony itself stand out for you? Are there any uh, anecdotes from Monday that either help tell this story or that really stick out in terms of remembering for years what Monday was like? You know, as I participated both in our breakfast that morning and in the event at the embassy in the afternoon, I couldn't help but to think back at so much history that had passed in getting us to that moment. You know, I remember at our convention in 1982, uh, for the very first time, the OU passed a, uh, a resolution at its convention uh, uh, with regard to Yerushalayim, uh, a resolution that said that Jerusalem should, was, should forever remain the spiritual and political center of the Jewish people in the state of Israel. And we undertook at that moment to begin an advocacy campaign uh, uh, to, to culminate uh, in declaring uh, Jerusalem uh, Israel's capital. Uh, that was back in 1982. Uh, the, the statute was actually passed in 1995, uh, the Jerusalem Embassy Relocation Act of, of 1995. So it was over a decade of work to get us to the point of having a statute enacted in 1995 that officially declared Jerusalem as the capital of Israel uh, and mandated that the embassy be moved. That was 22 years ago. Uh, and, 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 and so uh, enormous history prior to the enactment of, of that legislation. Uh, one of the things that I remembered, uh, frankly, and it was unfortunate that there wasn't enough recognition given uh, throughout the various uh, uh, ceremonies and events that mark the day was the enormous efforts of Daniel Patrick Moynihan, okay. who was then senator from New York, a great, great heroic man, uh, uh, who together with Bob Dole, uh, in a totally bipartisan manner, introduced the legislation that ultimately became the Jerusalem Embassy Relocation Act. Yeah. Uh, and that was passed in 1995. So, and, and, and very, very much through his persuasiveness, his diplomacy, and his making this very much a, a bipartisan effort. And then since then, uh, we and, and, and dozens of other organizations as well, uh, Jews throughout the United States and others throughout the United States, have pressed every administration since then uh, to effectuate the purposes of the statute, and to actually relocate the embassy. Uh, and these were Republican administrations and Democratic administrations. And as everyone knows, uh, there were constant waivers yep. uh, that were uh, uh, put into place by every president uh, to waive the requirements of the statute, which was permissible under the law, but certainly not mandatory. Every president sought to keep rolling that ball down the hill uh, year after year, decade after decade, uh, until finally this administration said, this is the time 
the time is now, and we're going to make good on the promise of the legislation that had been enacted in 1995. So we really do have to have an enormous sense of gratitude to President Trump, to Vice President Pence, to the administration for ultimately fulfilling a dream that had been enacted in legislation over 20 years earlier. You've seen and you've um, interacted with so many government officials over the decades. Um, and I, and again, the most important part you just said in terms of our obligation to, uh, uh, to show gratitude and appreciation to the president, we certainly get that. We've been encouraging our listeners to do it. But what is your overall feeling when you think of this outsider who becomes president in an, in, you know, in an election that nobody, relatively nobody was predicting? You know, those, those who thought he would win and, and publicly said so were being mocked before the election. Ends up in this situation, uh, ends up in this leadership position, and then 15 months after the inauguration, 16 months, whatever it is officially, goes ahead and does this. I mean, in the context of history, in the context of the way you know how things work in Washington and beyond, what is your analysis of the whole thing? It's uh, it, it, it's hard to say. I, 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 in my judgment, I, I think it was a combination of uh, of, of two things. Uh, first, a desire by this president to fulfill the campaign pledges that he had made during his campaign. I mean, all of us are just so used to <laughs> hearing political figures say all kinds of things during right. election campaigns. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and right. I'm going to I'm going to cut taxes in half and double spending <laughs> um, on, on all of the following things, and 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 we become so cynical and and so jaded that. You know, we take it all with a with a huge grain of salt. I I, I think a lot of things can be can be said about President uh, Trump, but one of them uh, is that I think he has a very very uh, um, deep sense uh, that when you say something, you do it. He said it, whatever the reasons uh, that he had. It was a pledge that he made, and he was going to fulfill that pledge. And I think that was that was uh, uh, a major theme uh, of of many of the people who spoke during the embassy uh, uh, celebration. Right. I, I I also think that coming from a business background and not a political background, uh, it, there's a much more tutored sense of practicality of pragmatism, uh, and I think as it relates to Israel. Uh, and this administration's views with respect to Israel, that judgment is informed by an enormous sense of of pragmatism. Uh, The fact is that Yerushalayim is Israel's capital. Its Knesset is in Yerushalayim. The Prime Minister sits in Yerushalayim. The President of the country has his home and his office in Yerushalayim. The Supreme Court is in Yerushalayim. That makes it Israel's capital, and, it, and, and it's Israel's capital because Israel says it is its capital and has acted that way. And, and I think when you have someone who thinks like this president in very, very practical and pragmatic terms, he's saying the country has designated Jerusalem as its capital. 
every nation, every sovereign nation, has the right to do a whole variety of things, including to determine for itself where its capital is going to be located. Israel has done that. I'm going to recognize that fact, and it's a fact, and we're all going to live with that fact. Uh, and, and, and so I think this was a very, very practical determination uh, that said, let's recognize the facts on the ground and the realities that exist, uh, and why are we beating around the bush and making believe that something that is the case isn't. Amazing point, and well said. Alan Fagan's with us. A uh, couple other quick things I want to ask you about, but just one last thing, not to, not to put you on the spot, but I'm just so curious. Was there one person you met Monday or one person you saw there where you said to yourself, wow, you know, like in the context of history or in the context of work in the Jewish world, I'm so glad this person is here to see this or an encounter with somebody specifically there on Monday that you'll remember for a while? I thought there was one uh, uh, wonderful moment uh, at, our, at our breakfast uh, when the Secretary of uh, Treasury, uh, Stephen Mnuchin, uh, got up to speak. <laughs> he told a wonderful uh, uh, story about uh, how his role uh, during the embassy uh, uh, dedication ceremony uh, was to unveil the plaque right. that was now going to be on the wall of the uh, of the embassy. Right. Uh, and and he said, my role is to pull the cord that will lower the curtain and unveil the plaque. And he said, and the ambassador asked me, do you know how to? Uh, uh, pull the cord. Uh, he said, <laughs> I responded to the ambassador, I've been doing that my whole life when I go to temple. <laughs> so he had, he had the prior experience. Huh? He had the prior experience. I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a, a really uh, a wonderful moment, almost as good as, as when President Rivlin, uh, in his remarks at the embassy uh, 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 celebration, uh, thanked a whole variety of people, uh, including someone he called Sec- Secretary Mnuchin. Right. <laughs> Pretty good, I'll tell you. Reminding everybody about their Jewish heritage, that's for sure. <laughs> Alan Fagan's with us. Listen, a couple other things um, I got to tell you. Uh, first of all, the reaction to what you and the OU uh, did at City Field on a, a day of Torah that was a second to none. Uh, I'm sure you're hearing the same thing I'm hearing. The reaction has been simply remarkable and the numbers of people that showed up that day was uh, quite impressive we, we were we were uh, we were delighted with the program uh, 30 of, of uh, uh, the most talented sophisticated uh, uh, educators uh, uh, Torah scholars uh, that could be brought together in one place so I think the program was uh, was was really outstanding, and we were delighted with the size of the crowd. Uh, we were also very delighted with with the huge numbers uh, of people who uh, tuned in to watch various of the uh, shiurim that were given uh, virtually, uh, as they were both live streamed and then archived uh, and watched uh, thereafter by a by a very very large uh, number of people. So we were enormously gratified by the size of the crowd, uh, by the quality of the uh, uh, of the program, uh, and 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 we hope that this will be uh, the first of many steps that we want to take uh, to really put a focus uh, on our commitment to Torah learning, 
uh, everyone in their own way on subjects that appeal to them emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, uh, and, and to foster the notion that all of us should be setting time aside for Torah study, for Torah learning, at times that are convenient for us in ways that uh, increase our ability to uh, uh, devote ourselves uh, to increase Torah study. Yeah, those messages certainly came through. Also, the day before that, the final Shabbos of April, I had the privilege of uh, being there during the NCSY leadership Shabbaton. Uh, I know we could talk about this for hours, but I'll just say one thing, Alan Fagan. There was a lot of talent under that roof. Boy, uh, there, there, there sure was, and 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 um, what 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 I felt um, more deeply than anything was that the overwhelming part of that talent were the young people in our community, uh, uh, the future of our people, the future of our leadership uh, was to me the uh, uh, really the most the, the most uplifting part. Uh, of uh, of the weekend, uh, we're in very very good hands for uh, as far out into the future as as we can peer. Uh, we had we had about six hundred uh, young people, all of them volunteers, who devote their time to being advisors over the summer, advisors during the course of the year, volunteering with NCSY. And every one of them is a gem. Yeah, really amazing and uh, just incredibly talented. And there's a lot of hope for the Jewish future. And you're in that room. You see how much hope we have for the Jewish future. One last thing I have to say, Alan, with you on the line, Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President of the OU. Uh, We know what's going on in the college campuses. We've discussed it many, many times. Uh, The videos coming out this week. We don't have to go back to last month or last year or 10 years ago. The videos coming out this week regarding campus activities that are anti-Israel, uh, that are you know that show people saying Kaddish for the Hamas supporters who were killed in these clashes, um, who, uh, are, who are defending the, um, the actions of those who are, who are openly declaring they want to kill Jews and making sure to you know, voice these uh, opinions loudly on college campuses. Um, you know, the, the ones who, who are fighting this battle for truth and justice very often are your representatives on the college campuses around the country. So all I could say is to those young couples and, and young families that are taking care of our youth through your program, JLIC, around this country, uh, stay strong. They, they must be going through some very difficult battles out there, and I would hope that all of us, you, us, everybody, can give them the support system necessary to make it through this whole thing. Absolutely. Uh, they, they really are on campus, uh, our, our first line of uh, defense. And, and and the efforts uh, are not the kind of mega political efforts that we're so used to in the kind of advocacy work that we do in Washington or in state capitals. This is very much a peer-to-peer uh, process uh, of getting people to understand in ways that are enormously complicated yeah. uh, that that there is a narrative here uh, that's important to understand. Uh, that that story is not being told uh, in the press. It's not coming through in the media, despite the efforts that uh, Israel has made, and and they've increased those efforts enormously uh, at trying to explain the positions that they take and the actions that they're compelled 
to take. Uh, it doesn't come through in mainstream media, in the secular press. Uh, you know, one of the things that that uh, you feel very deeply when, when, when you're in Israel and look at the press there and watch how the foreign press is covering contemporary events at, at the unbelievable one-sidedness of the narrative, the failure to be able to see the situation for what it really is. And, and so the, the, the focus is on the, the, the tragic death uh, of, 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 of people without recognizing that the vast majority of them are belo- belong to terrorist organizations, women and children being used as human shields. That story doesn't come across. Uh, one of the programs that we've just begun is a program called Yavna. We were taking uh, dozens and dozens of young people during the year that they spend, or two, uh, in Israel between high school and college. Uh, and we're putting them through leadership training in Israel so that when they return to the United States and return to various uh, college campuses, they'll be armed with not only the facts, but with the ability to be able to persuasively explain and tell the story that needs to be told. Phenomenal. The only way to do it, education's the first step, right? Always the first step. Absolutely. By the way, I am told that you join me in wishing a mazel tov to Ariana Stone and Elliot Tansman on their recent engagement. So we wish the uh, we wish the uh, Hassan and Kala a mazel tov. Absolutely, it's a wonderful simcha. Baruch Hashem, Alan. Uh, great speaking to you. Congratulations on. Uh, uh, well, I should say uh, I, I should say what I said to everybody on Monday. Yom Embassy Sameach. I'm glad that you were one of the eyewitnesses to be there on Monday in Jerusalem to witness the entire historical event. And I thank you for sharing uh, so much of it with us this morning here at JM and AM. Thank you very, very much, uh, Nachum. And let me wish you and all of uh, your listeners uh, a Chag Sameach. Tadaraba. Thank you so much. Yeah, upcoming holiday. It starts on Saturday night, everybody. Um, Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President of the OU, Orthodox Union. They are at the forefront on so many things. And you heard about uh, a couple of them just now here on a JM and the AM Thursday morning broadcast. More coming up. 24 minutes after the hour. Here's Sandy Shmueli. I did it, I. I did die, 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 I did die,
נכבד, מוכנים? רוצה להקדיש את השיר.
Thursday morning with Yaakov Shweki Mishaberach as we pray always for the soldiers of the Israel Defense Forces. Good morning all. It's May the 17th, the 3rd of Sivan, day 47 in the counting of the Omer. Six uh, weeks and five days. Today is the first of the Shlosha Simei Hagbala. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline joins us. Rabbi Yudin joins us. We get set for three days, Shabbos and then Yantif. Uh, for those inside Israel, it'll be two days, Shabbos and then Yantif. For us, we'll return after tomorrow on Tuesday morning to JM in the AM. Uh, before the um, Yaakov Shweki piece, Gershon Verobas with Ani Yisrael. Sandy had Nigun Stiebel to open up that set here at JM in the AM. Uh, yes, I am now aware of uh, today's uh, daily news piece written by Shlomo Gwertz. Someone uh, wrote the following to me this morning. Uh, Nahum, I heard on the air how upset you and many of us were about the Daily News headline and encouraged us to contact the paper. Shlomo Gwertz, who went on Aliyah a couple of years ago and split his time between Jerusalem and New York, went a step further. He, uh, he ended up confronting the newspaper's editor-in-chief, Jim Rich, who after a conversation invited him to submit an op-ed, which appears in today's Daily News. So those of you who uh, might stumble upon today's Daily News, apparently on page... 24, right in the middle of the editorial page, there is a um, op-ed piece that supposedly this audience, the majority of this audience, will enjoy, uh, written by a gentleman, Shlomo Gwert. So Shlomo, kolakavod to you, using uh, the influence that uh, that we have in a positive manner, we meaning everybody, in a positive manner, and we say kolakavod. Uh, I want to remind everybody that on the weekend of Memorial Day, Sunday, May the 27th, which is a week from Sunday, OLOXC takes place up at Camp Cayley, the OL Extreme Challenge up at Camp Cayley. And now there's one final hurdle they'd like to get over before the start of the event. If the OLOXC event reaches 500 participants, then an anonymous family foundation will donate $100,000.
So if you've been uh, on the fence, on the border, if you've been thinking about, considering, wondering about being part of the May 27th OHEL OXC at Camp Cayley, we're here to encourage you to uh, sign up and sign up your family, friends, and coworkers as well. Because if they reach 500 participants, an anonymous family foundation will donate $100,000. Wow. All right, so uh, check it out. OHELOXC. All the information at OHELOXC.org. More coming up. It is a uh, Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM with plenty happening all day long. Don't forget Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari. That's going to be on starting at uh, 9 a.m. Then the political news with Phil Goldfeder and Michael Fragan on spin class. Allison Joseph with Professor Avi Helfan, advisor for the Besden of America, discussing how women are serving as witnesses in Bate Dinim. That's Jew in the City Speaks with Allison starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. 10.30, Miriam Alwalik has the new graduate. Uh, Lipa Schmelzer joins Miriam. He's uh, graduated Columbia. And um, they will discuss everything academic and beyond that, I'm sure, as well. Miriam Alwalik with Lipa. 10.30 this morning on That's Life. Thursday live lunch. What will happen? Who knows? Maybe we'll put Yoni Pollock to the test again when it comes to obscure sports trivia or who knows what else may happen. Um, that's all happening between 11 and 1. Tonight, Kedem presents the Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek. Thank you to our friends at Royal Wine Kedem. That happens tonight starting at 7 p.m. And, of course, as we said, Malcolm Honeline tomorrow morning and plenty more on a Friday JM in the AM before Yuntif. Make sure to be tuned in tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. right here at JM in the AM. Here's Leviathan.
Shemamin, that's Benny Friedman here at the JM and the AM. Leviathan before that with me. Uh, le- uh, Charlie Harari's next, coming up at the top of the hour. Allison Josephs. Um, Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder at 9.30. Allison Josephs at 10 a.m. Miriam L. Wallach with Lipa at 
11 o'clock, we'll speak to you during the live lunch. We will wrap up our JM and the AM broadcast with Shlomo Katz at JM and the AM. Oh, one. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsor digital radio around the world and web at NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app. There you go. <laughs> Almost had us broadcasting on the NFL app there for a moment. Uh, Charlie Harari's next full day of amazing programming here at the NachumSingle Network. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Thursday. We'll speak to you next during the live lunch. And until tomorrow, 6 a.m., Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.